You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so tonight, Be'ezras Hashem, we're going to be continuing with a new series of shirim on the Torah of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, on the concept of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And Be'ezras Hashem, in this series of shirim, what we're going to try and do, or what I'm going to try and do, is give a little taste of my conception of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, and tonight's title of tonight's year is going to be what Rabbi Nachman means to me, but with the deliberate addition that the concept, the words Rabbi Nachman are in scare quotes or in quotation marks. Not to chas v'shalom deny the historic reality of Rabbi Nachman because Rabbi Nachman very much existed like all of us exist on the level that all of us exist. But when talking about Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, Rabbi Nachman ben Fega, it's axiomatic and it's really important to introduce with the basic awareness that this is a sugya, this tzaddik is a world unto itself. If there are tzaddikim, there's Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman is of a different level, in my humble opinion, in my own heart, than nearly any other tzaddik that can be spoken about, at least in this particular way. And when talking about Rabbi Nachman, for me, it's very important to recognize that all I can try and do is share my appreciation of what this tzaddik is, what this concept is, what this idea is, what this tzaddik means. There's really no other tzaddik who has been proven so historically correct. Because Rabbi Nachman, at the outset, in this small broken down Hasidus, where there was such a snagdus, and there was such hatred and animosity towards the light of Breslov, towards the fire that burns in Breslov, that to think through future orientation that Breslov would be inflaming the world would be something that would have been laughed at, scoffed at, denied completely. It would have been said to be ridiculous. But Kahava, here we are in 2020, and Avada, the world's on fire. But part of that flame is from the flame of Rabbi Nachman. And the biggest chiddush of Rabbi Nachman, amongst the chidushim, is that Rabbi Nachman knew. Now, what Rabbi Nachman knew, how Rabbi Nachman knew, that's certainly not for me to try and even begin to explain. There's certain tzaddikim in the tradition of Breslov who speak very much about that koyach of Rabbi Nachman. But suffice it to say that Rabbi Nachman knew and Rabbi Nachman knew that the Torah that he was teaching, the Torah that he was giving over in the darkness of Ukraine, in that dark space of Uman towards the end of his life, Rabbi Nachman understood that there was something Nitzchi here, that there was something forever, 
There was something that was not only for the time being, but when Rabbi Nachman spoke, he spoke Lidori Doros. He spoke for generations to come. Like Rabbi Nachman said to Rabbi Nassan, whose yard said it is tonight, without Rabbi Nassan of Nimrov, we wouldn't have a Rabbi Nachman. That's what Rabbi Nachman himself said, that without my Rabbi Nassan, without my scribe, without this tzaddik who's writing down my teachings, who's compiling my teachings, who's living my teachings, who's sharing my teachings, there would be no concept of me. The concept of Rabbi Nachman wouldn't exist without Rabbi Nassan. So not that it was planned this way, but everything that we speak about tonight and for the future amount of time that we speak about Rabbi Nachman should be b'schus the neshama of Rabbi Nassan, whose yard said it is tonight. Rabbi Nachman had a number of talmidim. Rabbi Nassan was not the only talmid of Rabbi Nachman. The question is, that different tzaddikim have asked, is what made Rabbi Nassan different than the other talmidim of Rabbi Nachman? To the point that Rabbi Nachman was able to say that he waited his whole life to meet Rabbi Nassan. And that without my Nassan, or without my Rabbi Nassan, I wouldn't exist. What was different about Rabbi Nassan? And the way that different mashpiyim teach it is that all of the chassidim, all of the tamidim of the tzaddik, of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, understood that there was a chiddush here. Understood that, that what they were tasting from, this, this vat of Hungarian wine, of yayin ungari, that they were tasting from, that they were drinking from, was something mechudash, it was something new. That there was nothing as novel as this, chiddush kamoni lohaya ba'olam. A novelty like me, says Rabbi Nachman, has never been in the world. And we're going to see, Amir Tzashem, what that means, or on a small level what that means. Everybody understood that there was something new here. There was something mechudash here. What Rabbi Nassim understood was that there was also something nitzchi here. That Rabbi Nachman is not simply a chiddish for the generation of Rabbi Nachman, but the fire of Rabbi Nachman, the Torah of Rabbi Nachman, the tefillos of Rabbi Nachman, the posture of Rabbi Nachman, the amun of Rabbi Nachman, the midos of Rabbi Nachman, the emotional space of Rabbi Nachman, the anxiety of Rabbi Nachman, the dance of Rabbi Nachman, the... the Sigh of Rabbi Nachman, all of that is not simply for his generation, but it's for Dore Doros. There will come a time, says Rabbi Nassan, when the only way that a Jewish individual will be able to grab hold of the vestiges of Amuna, of the vestiges of faith, is going to be through the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. And as it's written in Chaim Aharan, that Besof Yamim, Besof, at the end of days, the entire world is going to be Breslov. The entire world would be aflamed with the flames of Breslov. Now, I don't think that means that everybody is going to look Breslov or everybody is going to claim that they're Breslov or that everybody will even know who Rabbi Nachman of Breslov is. But what I do think that means is that at the end of days, at the limit, at the edge of things where the light of the origin seems really concealed because we're entering into the dark light of the end, Anybody who has a Muna, anybody who's connected to Torah, anybody who's connected to mitzvos or to bitachon or to the heskashos of tzaddikim is somehow one way or another mekusher to the light of Rabbi Nachman. That what Rabbi Nachman brought into this world, and this might be the purpose of what the Shirim are for, to try and be mazbir this nekuda, that the light of Rabbi Nachman for our generation and for generations to come and generations past is the light of a Muna. It's the light of faith. And like we spoke about in the series of Shira, Manoravitra Morgenstern, Shlita, who will continue to speak about 
throughout these shirim and throughout the next shirim and all the shirim that we give Bezras Hashem, is that the emunah that Rabbi Nachman brings down into the world is not simply an emunah that sees HaKadosh Baruch Hu clear and present, but it's an emunah that finds its birthplace specifically at the bottom. There were certain tzaddikim who spoke from the top down. There were certain tzaddikim who looked at the world from the perspective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavyachol. And then slowly but surely saw the disintegration of unity and saw how unity falls away into brokenness. And their language of emuna didn't apply as low down as it did up above. And then there were tzaddikim like Rabbi Nachman who started from the bottom. He didn't try and elevate himself from the bottom. Rabbi Nachman lived at the limit. Rabbi Nachman's emuna, the emuna that Rabbi Nachman brought into this world, is an emuna that enlightens and inflames the lowest recesses of creation, the lowest recesses of the individual, the lowest recesses of history, the lowest recesses of experience in each and every particular heart. That the light of Rabbi Nachman is the light that teaches us that no matter how far gone a person feels they might be, no matter how far removed history appears to be from the general plan of Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no matter how vacant the space seems to be, devoid of the light of the infinite, it is specifically there, says Rabbi Nachman, that a person will be capable of uncovering the true light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If it were not for Rabbi Nachman, there would be certain areas in the Jewish individual's life where they can possibly say that the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't come here. That yes, the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is large and deep and expansive, but there's a limit. There's a limit towards where the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu can go. Comes along Rabbi Nachman, Zakh Rabbi Nachman. No, there's no limit. The light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be found anywhere. Ah, it might not be a present light. That light might be concealed. That light might be hidden. And the only way to access that light might be through the existential cry of Aye Mekom Kavodo of where is your glory, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But nevertheless, no matter where a person finds themselves, the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu penetrates into that space. That is the Torah of Rabbi Nachman. The Torah of Rabbi Nachman is the Torah of Nechama. Numerous times throughout Chayim Maharan and in Koich Or from Rav Avram ben Rav Nachman, a tzaddik who we're going to be introduced to next week, Bezra Sashem. Numerous times Rabbi Nachman compares his name or associates his name with the concept of Nechama, with the concept of being comforted. Now there's another tzaddik whose yard said it is tonight, Rav Moshe Shapiro Tzfusi And while Rav Moshe Shapiro Tzfusi was by no means a breast lover as far as I know, Rav Moshe Shapiro has a teaching about the concept of Nechama, about the concept of what being comforted means. The word Nechama, which is again associated with the word Nachman, or Nachamu, Rav Moshe Shapiro says that following the teachings of the Vilna Gon and Rav Tzadak HaKohen Milublin, if a person wants to truly understand the meaning of a word in Tanakh, if a person truly wants to have an understanding of what a word actually means, you have to look to the first instantiation of that word in Tanakh. Where is the first time that it appears? 
because the first time the word appears is the time that that word holds itself in its essence. And every other time that word appears, you can infer or intuit the true meaning of the word based on the first time that word is brought down. And Rav Moshe Shapiro says as follows. He says, the first time that the word nechama, or the concept of comfort, being comforted when things are difficult, being comforted when things are gone, when things are lost, when things are geferlich and broken, the first time we find that is in Parshas Nayach. Ve'yinachem Hashem. And Hashem regretted the fact that he had created the world. Hashem regretted the fact that this space of light had been filled with darkness. That this space of Chaim had been filled with Mavis. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kav Yechol was Vayinachim. He regretted the fact that he created the world and he wanted to destroy it. Rav Moshe Shapiro says that the word Vayinachim at that point means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed his mind. So the first instantiation of the word Nechama is indicative of the fact that it means changing one's mind. Yes, in that first instantiation of the word Nechama, it's in a negative way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kav Yechol changes his mind from wanting the world to not wanting the world, Kav Yechol. But the true essence of the meaning of Nechama is changing one's mind. And Rav Moshe goes on to say that the true essence of comfort, somebody who's struggling and availus, someone who's stuck in the dark, someone who has lost something, the avoida is to try and change their mind, to, to have them look at things from a different perspective. I'm not sure there's a better way to introduce the teachings of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov because the concept of Nachman, of Nechama, is changing our minds. Rabbi Nachman comes to teach us how to look at the world differently, how to see the world in a way that is deeper than it appears in our eyes. Yes, Rabbi Nachman says, when you look at the world on its basic level, everything is geferlach, everything is broken. That was back then, it's certainly true now. But what Rabbi Nachman's Torah teaches us as the Bechina of Vayenachem Hashem, that Rabbi Nachman teaches us to change our minds, to learn how to look at the world differently, not to necessarily change the world, not to change the ingredients that we have, because the world remains the world, but to look at the world differently and with those eyes, with that psicha sa'inin that Rabbi Nachman enables us to have, that opening of our eyes, it allows us to look at the world in a different light. And where we once saw darkness, we can see light. And when we saw hopelessness, we can find hope. And when we saw shvira, we can find tikkun. And where we saw a limit, we can realize the unlimited nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When it comes to teaching Rabbi Nachman again, and this is why I put Rabbi Nachman in parentheses, or in scare quotes, not parentheses, is because Rabbi Nachman can be understood in an infinite amount of ways. Rabbi Nassim already hints to this in his Aptama to Lukute Maharan when he says that the biggest chiddush of the Torah of Nachman is not the niflaos of the Torah, not the precision or the genius and the complete control of the writings of the Ramak and the Arizal and the students of the Bashem Tov and the Rambam and Murnavucham and Chazal. That's incredible and it's mind-boggling, but that's not the biggest chiddush of the Torah in Lukutim Aran. Rabbi Nassim says the biggest chiddush in Lukutim Aran is that the Torah descends from the loftiest place down to the lowest place. That the Torah of Lukutim Maran emerges from a place referred to as Atika Stima'a, the concealed ancient storehouses of wisdom, so ancient that they can only be sensed of as a future. But they don't stay there, they descend, they cascade like a waterfall down to the bottom. 
They become etzos pshutos. They become simple instructions. That's the chiddush of Rabbi Nachman's Torah. Not the complications, not the ga'onis, not the chachmos of it, but the tamimus of it. The fact that Rabbi Nachman's teaching can be applied and utilized as therapeutic tools on a daily level, moment to moment. I personally, on my own humble level, have only survived through the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. I can say that Pepemale have only survived spiritually, physically, through the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. Because when all other Torah fails you, or I shouldn't say when all other Torah fails you, when all other Torah is too light to penetrate the dark spaces, the Torah of Rabbi Nachman comes and says, Al-Tidag, don't worry, don't worry, the Torah can still come down to where you are. There's no place too dark for my Torah to come down. The Torah of Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nassim writes in his Atama, descends from the place of Atik all the way down to the Bechina of Netzach and Hoid. Those legs that dangle in death like we've spoken about so often. And the Chiddush is that a person can tap into the Torah of Rabbi Nachman at the loftiest level. You can learn the Torah of Rabbi Nachman like a Mekubah learns the Torah to see the Hezbeirim and the Chidushim and the writings of the Arizal and the Ramak and Mahari Sarug that hadn't been revealed Meishanim Kadmoniot. Or a person can learn the Torah of Rabbi Nachman on the level of Netzach and Hod, which are Eitzos Pshutos, which are simple instructions as to how to function with the daily anxiety that a person experiences in 2020. The Chiddush of Rabbi Nachman is that it's down here and above at the same time, Bavasachas, like he explains so often. It's Elyon and Tachton together, simultaneously. Each and every person can tap into the Torah of Rabbi Nachman wherever they're at. Some people will tap in at the top of the waterfall, at the Bechina of Atik or Keser. Rav Itchemeyer learns these Torahs as the Keser Aksarim. Or a person can tap into these Torahs on the level of Netzach and Hod as Eitzos Pshutos, as a way to get up in the morning, as a way to get out of bed, as a way to be machazik oneself after all things have gone out, after all lights have been extinguished. And the only fire that seems to still burn is the Eish Sheli Shetukar Adiyas HaMashiach, the fire of Rabbi Nachman that burns until the coming of Mashiach. Rav Itchemeyer Morgenstern writes as follows, in Yam HaChachma Tafshin Ayin Tes. This is on page Reish Nun Vav, 256. The Echad HaHezbeirim De'inyin Zeh. One of the ways to fully understand the teachings of Rabbi Nachman is to understand that what he said about himself is that he finds himself in the Heichal HaGvanim HaMishtanim. The Rabbi Nachman writes that he exists and his Torah comes from the palace of changing colors, of shifting colors. Shifting colors is the fact that at one moment a person can look at their lives and the world and the Torah and Hashem and say one thing, and the next moment they could think something else. And the next moment it might look like something else. And the next moment, it might be unrecognizable from what existed the moment before. For most tzaddikim, for the Torah before Rabbi Nachman, that's going to create a cognitive dissonance. That's going to create a sense of scatteredness, of pirud, of thinking of the Torah one way and another way and another way and creating all sorts of tohu in a person's life. Zakt Rabbi Nachman, that the fact that the colors change, the changing of the colors, that heichal hagvanim hamishtanim, that palace, that chamber of changing colors, is not a negative thing. But rather, it reveals and it shows how the Torah 
can manifest itself in an infinite amount of ways while maintaining and retaining its essential kernel. The Torah of Rabbi Nachman can apply itself in an infinite amount of ways, from the top down to the bottom, from the loftiest down to the lowest, and each and every gvan, each and every color of it, is true because that's the individual's grasp of his Torah. Rav Shemayr Shlita continues and he says, one of the explanations of the Torah of Rabbi Nachman being rooted in the Heichal HaGvanim HaMishtanim, as being rooted in that chamber of changing colors, Lilamdenu, in order to teach us she'ein givan echad l'toras rabbeinu zal, that there's no singular color, there's no singular you of how to approach the writings of Rabbi Nachman. Ve'ein derech achas belimud v'havanas taraso hakadosh, and there's no singular way to properly understand his Torah. Ella kalula taraso me'alfa mahalchem, but rather his Torah contains within itself thousands of different directions. And each and every individual, each and every Jewish person has the capacity of understanding the Sefer Lukutam Aran in a different way. In the aspect of Ish Asher Ruach Bo, like Chazal told us that there's an Ish Asher Ruach Bo, that there is a, an individual whose Ruach, whose Neshama knows how to speak to each and every person. And Chazal says, Talking about Mashiach, really. That he will have the capacity of speaking to each and every individual on their own particular level. And Rabbi Nachman, uh, Rabbi Shemayar continues and he says, I'm not saying, says Rav that this is true from generation to generation, that each generation has a way of understanding the Torah of Rabbi Nachman, even though that's true. But rather what I'm saying is that each and every person at each and every moment has a different way of approaching the Torah of Rabbi Nachman. And the colors of the Torah of the Tzaddik change from person to person. So what one person thinks Rabbi Nachman is, is going to be totally opposite for what another person thinks Rabbi Nachman is. And both of them are going to be true. So according to the root of that individual soul, the achizas mekomo benishmas tzaddik. And Rav continues and he says that not only does each and every person have their own understanding of the Torah of Rabbi Nachman, but it's according to the effort and the belief that a person has in the Torah of Rabbi Nachman that they will find the light of Rabbi Nachman. Like Rav Aaron of Karlin used to sing on Meron, on Lagba Oimer, Those who believe in Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai will have support from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That the belief in the tzaddik is the way to have access to his Torah. And that dependent on your belief in the tzaddik, you will have an understanding of his Torah. What this means is that if we believe Rabbi Nachman has to say something to us in 2020, then we will hear what Rabbi Nachman has to say to us in 2020. Be'ezra Hashem, what I want to try and do in this series of Shirim is show where the tzaddik is buried. The tzaddik is buried in Uman. 
The tzaddik is also buried in Yerushalayim. The tzaddik is also by David HaMelech. But Rabbi Nachman himself let us know where he can be found as well. The tzaddik let us know, Rabbi Nachman let us know that if you want to find me, you can also find me in my book. Because the tzaddik, the machaber, is moshrish rucho v'nishmaso besoch osio saksav. The tzaddik leaves himself imprinted in his book. Rabbi Nachman says that the book, the sefer, is the bechia of the machaber. That a sefer is the tears of the person who has written that sefer. I have no capacity to teach anything about where the neshama of Rabbi Nachman is. In Uman, in Yerushalayim, in both places, two at one, one at two. I have my tzaddikim, people have their tzaddikim. We know where Rabbi Nachman is in the world. What we all have access to, however, whether we're in Uman, Yerushalayim, or Chutzlaretz, or a thousand miles away, is to the neshama of the tzaddik who plants himself within his sefer. And that when we learn the words of Rabbi Nachman, we're not only learning ideas. We're not only connecting to dead ideas with a dead author where the ideas are disconnected from the machaber, but we're, living, we're reading a living text. We're engaging with a sefer that is alive. A sefer of collected teachings of Morenu Harav Rabbi Nachman that gives highest to the individual. That there are tzaddikim and there are times in my own life where I can attest to this, that the only thing that I could do is read the words in Likutim Maharan. And I'm not a breast liver. The words of Likutim Maharan, the words of the tzaddik, give chayus, they give life, because there's hope embedded within that sefer. And what we're going to try and do in this series of Shir is show Rabbi Nachman through certain teachings in Likutei Maharan. We're not going to look at Likutei Halachos. We're not going to look at Chaim Maharan. We're not going to look at Sichos Maharan. We're not going to look at the Sipurim. We're not going to look at the Koich Ve'or, or all of the Masora and the Mashiach Sugya of Rabbi Nachman. A person can speak infinitely about Rabbi Nachman. What we're going to talk about is the Torah of Rabbi Nachman. Particular Torahs, which we hope to show contain a kernel of what Rabbi Nachman may have been trying to say to us, or at least what he was trying to say to me in 2020. That being said, there's two general introductions that I want to give with regards to what Rabbi Nachman means to me and what I'm going to try and share when learning the Torah of Rabbi Nachman through Lakuta Maharan. In Sichos Haran, in teaching Lamed Hay, the 35th teaching in Sichas Aran, Rabbi Nachman says as follows, the Amar, and he announced, Rabbi Nassan, when recording the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, very often teaches it in the way of the Zohar. When a person learns the Zohar, and again, Rabbi Nachman is very makusher to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, as is apparent from the Hakdama, L'chu chazu mifalos Hashem asher sam shamos ba'aretz, the Rabbi Nachman introduces his entire Sefer with a teaching about Rashbi, Ir Kadish Minshmaya, that Rabbi Nachman saw himself as a continuity, as a continuation of the Zohar HaKadosh. Because the Zohar HaKadosh, as our tzaddikim teach us, is not simply a book of instruction, but it's a book of redemption. 
that the Ramchal teaches us that when a person learns the Zohar, it's not that we're preparing for Geula, but we're tasting Geula. The Zohar HaKadosh is a Tevas Nayach. It's the ark where we hide ourselves throughout the tumultuous waters and the storms of the outside. When a person learns the Zohar HaKadosh, when a person learns the words of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, they're quite literally tasting Geula. So when the Zohar HaKadosh says so often, and Rabbi Nachman quotes this as well, that Baha'i Safra Yafkin Megalusa, that by learning this Sefer, you will be redeemed from Gullus or from exile. It doesn't mean that by learning the Zohar and Panimiya Satora, a person will merit the future, ex- the future redemption. But rather, learning the Zohar is in and of itself an act of redemption. That when a person finds themselves swept up in the flowing waves of the Zohar HaKadosh, there is no Gullus. The Nechama of Rashbi, the words of Rashbi, illuminate the soul and they remind you that it's okay. The lullaby of the Aramaic words of the Zohar HaKadosh, even and specifically when a person has no idea what it's talking about, it reminds a person that everything is okay. Rabbi Nachman introduces his Sefer to teach us that this Sefer, Lukute Maharan, is the same way. That learning Lukute Maharan is not simply learning the teachings of the Tzaddik, but it's entering into the world of the Tzaddik. It's entering into the world where there is a neshama that tells us, Al Tidag, don't worry, Ancient Yeish Ba'olam Klal. He doesn't simply say Ancient Yeish Ba'olam Klal, it's Rabbeinu Sha'ag Bekol Gadol. That Rabbeinu screamed in the strength of his soul. Rabbeinu screamed with everything that he had in him. Rabbi Nachman screamed and he demanded us to remember. There is no such thing as losing hope. And the only reason he had to say that was because he understood fully how easy and reasonable it would be to lose hope. If losing hope wasn't so easy, Rabbi Nachman would not have to have to scream it from the top of his lungs and shry It's specifically because the neshama Rabbi Nachman, the tzaddik, understood how easy it would be to lose hope in our lives, in our individual lives, that he had to remind us, there's no such thing as giving up hope. Which means that even when you lose hope, there's still hope. Because, as I've said a couple of times over the past few days, Rabbi Nachman says two things, and very often in the same sentence. Rabbi Nachman says, Asur it's forbidden to give up hope. And Rabbi Nachman says, there's no such thing as giving up hope. The first way of saying it, it's usur, it's prohibited to give up hope, implies that losing hope is a possibility, but there's a prohibition against it. It's an isur, it's an avera to lose hope. But the concept of implies that the concept of losing hope doesn't exist. And approaching this teaching like a chakira, we can say as follows, that it's also to give up hope. A person can never lose hope. A person always has to be mechazik themselves, the avoida. A person always has to remember that no matter where they are, Hashem is present. No matter how dark it is, the light can still be found. But let's say a person, God forbid, does lose hope in themselves, in other people, in the world, in the Torah, in Tefillah, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's when Rabbi Nachman's real Kiddush comes out, that even in the place of Yeyush, even in the place where you feel that you've lost hope, where you have gone beyond that prohibition, that transgression, and you have given in to losing hope, ain't shum Yeyush ba'olam klal. 
Losing hope doesn't exist. You think you've lost hope. You think there's no more hope. But what Rabbi Nachman comes and teaches us is that the loss of hope is an impossibility. Because as long as a person is still breathing, there's hope. As long as a person takes a neshima in and out, a ruts of a shov, of resting and running and returning and running and returning, there is an infinite amount of hope that exists in spite of our best efforts to lose hope in it. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is not up to us to decide whether it's real or not. Rabbi Nachman forces us to acknowledge that Hashem exists in spite of our greatest speculation, in spite of our greatest chachmos. Because on the level of Tumimus, ain't shim yeyush ba'olam klal. Losing hope is not a possibility, even when you feel hopeless. There is an irreducible hope that abides in the recesses of hopelessness. That's specifically when a person finds themselves at the bottom of the barrel, scraping at the shards of experience to find chayus, to find life, to find amuna, to find the reason to continue in avodah. That's where Rabbi Nachman speaks to us. Rabbi Nachman says as follows in Torah Lamed Hay, V'amar, and he announces, like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Posach Rabbi Shimon, he opens up the world and he speaks. Through his speech, he opens the world. When Rabbi Nachman says, Va'amar, and he said, it means that he opened the world with his words. A great heresy, a great denial is going to overcome and overtake the world. And he stressed numerous times that there would be a great heresy, a great denial that would spread forth across the world as a result of our inequities, as a result of our transgressions. Ashrei Ashrei is how Rabbi Nachman opens up his Sefer Lukut Maran. Ashrei to Derech. Praiseworthy are those who still hold on to hope. Praiseworthy are those who strengthen themselves in the time of this great Apikoras, Apikorsis that darkens the light of the world, that darkens the Shemesh of Breiris, of clarity. Now for Rabbi Nachman, Apikorsis is not philosophical. Apikorsis is not heresy. It's not a rational argument against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not a rational argument against the validity of faith. As Rabbi Nachman makes very clear in Torah Samach Dalit of Boyel Paro, Apikorsis is the thing that finds itself in the world because of the Shvira Sakelim, because of the Tzimtzum. Apikorsis is that darkness that surrounds all things that tells us maybe it's not true. Maybe things will be terrible. Maybe things have no hope. Maybe things won't go the way we need them to go. Maybe I won't be able to continue. Each and every person understands according to their own particular heart. The soul of HaKadosh Baruch who speaks through the emotions of the individual, as Rabbi Nachman teaches us so often, based on the Pasuk and Eov. Each person knows what this apikorsis means. The difficulty that we have in believing in ourselves. The difficulty that we have believing in our friends. The difficulty that we have believing in the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's going to be a great apikorsis that covers over the earth. But, Rabbi Nachman says, Ashri mi Whoever can strengthen themselves in this time, praiseworthy are they. Rabbi Nachman is not trying to teach us how to have easy faith. The faith of Rabbi Nachman, the amuna that Rabbi Nachman teaches us, is not a simple faith. It's a faith at the limit. 
That's not to claim that chas v'shalom, like some other people wanted to claim that the tzaddik lived at the limit. We have no idea how the tzaddik lived. We have no idea what Rabbi Nachman was or who he was or what he felt or what he wanted to say. But what it means for us on a particular level, like Rav Itchemeyer pointed out, each person according to their own color, each person according to their own gvan, apikorsis means something unique to each and every one of us. And Rabbi Nachman teaches us that a person has to be machazik themselves in this apikorsis. But what value is there? What value is there in Rabbi Nachman telling us that there'll be a great apikorsis, that there'll be a great denial and a great hopelessness in the world, a great darkness in the world? What value is that to us? So then we have to look elsewhere. We have to look at Sichos Haran, Reish Chaf, 220. And the only reason I was able to connect these two teachings is because Rav Levi Yitzchak Bender, says to connect these two teachings. In this teaching, Rabbi Nachman hints a little bit more. In Torah Lamed Hey, Rabbi Nachman says, Chevra, be aware that there'll be a Gavaldic Apikorsis in the world, but you got to strengthen yourself. In Reish Chaf, he says something a little bit different, adding a little bit more light to that statement. Sichos Aran, Ois Reish Chaf says as follows. Pam achas amar le'echad. Once upon a time, Rabbi Nachman said to somebody, El gala l'chassoid. I'm going to tell you a secret. And when Rabbi Nachman says, he's telling us a secret. He's telling us a real secret, a secret that can give chayas, that can be machaya mason. The secret is there's going to be great apikorsis in the world. What we saw in Lamed Hay, but not as a secret, as a statement. In Lamed Hay, it was a critical statement, a diagnosis, if you will of the apikorsis that will cover the world. And Reish Chaf and Sichas Aran, it's a secret. The secret is that there will be a great apikorsis in the world. Ki apikorsis ba'olam. Where does this apikorsis come from? Where does this great darkness come from, this great denial, this great loss of hope? It comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It comes from Hashem. Ki afilu b'hastara shabasech ha'astara b'vadei sham nimsa Hashem yisparach. Because Rabbi Nachman teaches us that even in the greatest darkness, even in the greatest concealment, even in the hastar shebaseich certainly Hakadosh Baruch is still found there. Because what gives life to the concealment other than Hakadosh Baruch Hu? So here Rabbi Nachman is saying that kilamalo yava apikorsis ba'olam, that apikorsis descends from on high. It comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. B'shvil hanisayon. In order so that we can actually engage in a test and engage in our Bechira. Rabbi Nachman feels very strongly about Bechira. Very strongly. Somebody came to Rabbi Nachman, and this is one of the last teachings in the Maran Chelek Beis. It says a chassid came to Rabbi Nachman and asked him, is there Bechira, is there not Bechira? The Anna Rabbeinu Bepshitos. And Rabbeinu answered Bepshitos. And that word pshitas is important because what Rabbi Nassim is saying is that there's an ampas here. The pshitas avada yesh bechira. There's always bechira. The entire purpose of creation is so that the human being can choose to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, specifically in Dafka where he's not found. To drag HaKadosh Baruch Hu down Kavyachol into the places where it makes so much sense to say that Hashem is not there. But Dafka and Afal Pikain, we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. That's the Nisayon, that's the Bechira, that's the purpose of creation. 
And Rabbi Nachman continues and he says, I know that I don't have to warn about this. I know that my chavra, my people, those who have drank from that Hungarian wine, those who have been zoichat to taste from the light of Rabbi Nachman, and quite frankly, a person doesn't have to learn Rabbi Nachman to taste from the light of Rabbi Nachman. If a person ever learned Mechtev Meliahu from Revelio Adesler, they've tasted from the light of Rabbi Nachman. If a person has learned the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov, they've tasted the light of Rabbi Nachman. Anytime a person has uttered true words HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in their loneliness, in their isolation, in their, in their despondency, they've tasted from the light of Rabbi Nachman. In our loneliness, in our solitude, in our hispoididus, you don't have to learn Lukutim Aran to be a breast lover. You have to be alive to be a breast lover. You have to be alive to connect to the light of Rabbi Nachman. It says, I know that my people don't need me to warn them about this apikorsis in order to stand strong. Ah, so why am I telling you this, Rabbi Nachman says? I'm just trying to give you a little bit more chizuk because somebody who came before you said this. You think your chasronos, you think your struggle, you think your difficulty, you think your sveikos are unique? Rabbi Nachman says, no, no, no. I told you this. I warned you about this. There was somebody who came before you who experienced this. Avada, it won't fix everything, but it will give you the chizik that you need to move forward. Knowing that a tzaddik before us tasted darkness, knowing that a tzaddik before us understood the difficulty of holding faith, knowing that a tzaddik before us understood how hard it would be to have a muna in 2020, gives us chizuk. Because if he knew, if our tzaddikim knew, that means that there's a place for us. Like we said before in the name of Rabbi Nassim, that the chiddush of Rabbi Nachman is that he's speaking to us in 2020. But there's something nitzchi in the words of Rabbi Nachman. And Rabbi Nachman continues, that, Rabbi Nassim continues and he writes as follows in Osrei Shchaf. We heard things like this from his mouth all the time. Rabbi Nachman would krechs and he would sigh about this. And he would say, Oi, Oi, Eich yuchlu la'amod anashim mu'atim neged kola olam. How could it be that so few people can stand against the entire world? How could it be that so few people, the people who are willing to understand the light of Rabbi Nachman, the people who are willing to find faith in faithlessness, hope in hopelessness, light in darkness, how could it be that so few people will be able to be victorious over the world? He doesn't answer. The same way he doesn't tell us how the viceroy saves the lost princess at the end of Sipuri Maisios. All he tells us is that at the end she was taken out. At the end, Gula arrives. We don't know how, but we know that it will be. Rabbi Nachman's teachings are coming to teach us that yes, it's difficult. Yes, very often it seems hopeless, but there's someone who came before you who understood this. There's someone who experienced the same thing. There's someone who has paved the path for you. There's somebody who has treaded that shvil menhatzad, that pathway to the side, which seems so counterintuitive, where up is down and down is up, the heichal ha'gavanim ha'mishtanim, that chamber of changing secrets. There's a tzaduk who came before you to teach you this. 
Rabbi Nachman writes this as well in Torah Memches and Memtes in the Kutamaran. He says as follows, Shamanu Amar. We heard from the truly righteous. We heard from the true tzaddikim. She'ilu haya omer lo echad. That had it only been that somebody whispered to them, Yihiyeh mi whoever it was, Be'es she'asak ba'avaydas Hashem b'tchilaso. At the beginning when avaydas Hashem, when faith, when Amuna felt so difficult, if only someone would have said to them, Achi, Achi, Chazak ve'achoz atzmecha, Strengthen yourself and hold strong. If someone would have told me that, Rabbi Nachman says, I would have thrown myself with intensity into the Avoid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because even that tzaddik, even that person experienced everything that I'm experiencing. But Rabbi Nachman says, I didn't hear anything from anybody. Nobody told me this. Nobody told me that I would be okay, says Rabbi Nachman. Someone who wants to enter into Avodah Hashem, believe this and remember this, that somebody who's come before you and said that it's going to be difficult, and even when it's difficult, you can survive. Strengthen yourself. And do what you can do. Not what you're supposed to do, not what you should do, but what you can do. And over time, at the end of it all, a person will nichnas into the gates of Kedusha. A person will enter into the gates of Kedusha. Here Rabbi Nachman is changing his words. It's not a doubt anymore. Here it's a vadai. That the hishtadlis, the, the azus, that stubbornness, that even when it's hard, you push forward. Sofa matana. At the end of the day, you will find access to Beis HaKadusha. Ki Hashem yisparach malei rachamim Because God is empathic. Kavyachol. HaKadosh Baruch is compassionate to us which Rabbi Nachman says is the entire purpose of the creation of the world. And eventually, you'll be able to receive, you'll be able to save that princess. Rabbi Nachman continues and he says, and know, all movements and removals that a person engages in, Every slight movement that you make to elevate and elevate yourself out of that stuckness, out of that brokenness, out of that concealment, every slight movement that you make, all of them gather together and they're there to help you. For Binachman, nothing is Lavatala. There's no emotion, there's no holy thought, there's no holy emotion, there's no holy movement that is Levatala. It all stands at the ready to give chizit to the individual. That God forbid when a person finds themselves b'shasatchak. And like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, k'day lismoich alav b'shasatchak. 
Rashbi and the Tzadikim are strong enough to have us rely on them when times are difficult. A person has to understand that a person has to pass by and has to traverse on a very, very narrow bridge. Rabbi Nachman is not telling us anything other than don't be afraid, man kinder. My children, do not be afraid because you will be okay. It will be okay. It is okay. Because afilu b'hastara shebaseicha hastara b'vaday nimsa sham Hashem isparach. To end with the last hakdama, which might be the most important, and I know it's been long. What I'm going to try and do in the writings of Rav Nachman is move towards the light through Rav Kook, through the Leshen, through the Shirim on addiction, through the Shirim on the Esther Sliros, through the Shirim on Ishbitz and Radzin, and differently already starting with Rav Itzemayer Shlita. Rav Itzemayer's Torah is the Torah of Rav Nachman also. So that kind of settles this struggle that I had. That I'm not stopping to teach Ravichamayr, I'm just teaching it differently. We've been stuck in the darkness a little bit. We've been focusing a little bit on how hard things are and how difficult things are and how it's specifically in the intensity and the darkness and the kayachagvul and the limit and the lack of faith where we find the deepest resources of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But for myself and anybody who's willing to listen to me, I need to start speaking a little bit more about the light, about the fact that, yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mitzamsim himself, but yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Or in Sof. After the Tzimtzum, before the Tzimtzum, all is Or. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present everywhere. Rabbi Nachman's writings are writings of hope. They're not writings of Tzabrach and Kait. Rabbi Nachman tasted this. Rabbi Nachman speaks about suffering in a way that no other tzaddik speaks about suffering, but Rabbi Nachman is so entrenched in light, unlike any other tzaddik. So what we're going to try and do is make ourselves a little bit lighter, less heavy. What I'm going to try and show through Rabbi Nachman's writings is that Rabbi Nachman wants us to feel lighter in this world, to breathe deeper, to be ma'arich af, to inhale a little bit longer, to hold our breath and relax for a moment, and to realize that even though everything is broken and nothing is okay, everything is still okay. In Torah Ches and Lekut Maran, Rabbi Nachman writes as follows. This is an idea that Rabbi Nachman writes in numerous places, but it's specifically here that I want to bring it based on the Torah and Chayim Aran that we're going to end with. Rabbi Nachman says as follows, How powerful, how valuable is a krechs? How powerful is a sigh? How powerful is that despondent krechs, that oy vai? that oi of the Jewish soul, when they confront difficulty. Rabbi Nachman says the reason it's so great is because because when a Jew sighs, when a Jew recognizes that there's difficulty in the world, that's dafka, how we fill the lack. Because through breathing, which is our vitality, Nivra ha'olam, the world was created, like the Pasuk says, Baruch piv kol 
You want to know how to recreate your world? You want to know how to create a new space for yourself? Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Hold your anger. Recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present. Like the Pasuk says, That through your breath, through the breath of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the ground and the earth will be renewed. And it's also our highest, the ability to take a deep breath is what tells us that even though everything is gefairlich and everything seems broken, and even though there's only chasronos, when we inhale, when we take a deep breath, we fill that void. We take that empty space in the world and in ourselves and we allow it to be the source of music, to be the source of shebach, to be the source of the tikkun klali to be the birth of the spoken word like Mayidib Nafshi, David Weinberg, Rav David Weinberg is writing about based on the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. On this teaching, Torah Rabbi Nachman writes as follows, Rabbi Nachman records in Chaim Aharan Ois Dalid. And I think that this is exactly, if I needed to summarize what I'm going to try and do in these limited amount of shirim, through the Torah of all the living tzaddikim, and all the tzaddikim asher ba'aretz heima ba'adirei kolchev seibam, v'prat Rabbeinu Nachman menfega, nachon nevea mekor chachma, the stream that irrigates the field that stems from Gan Eden, giving us a taste of la'asid lavo in this moment. Rabbi Nachman writes as follows, kisha'amar ha-Torah re'isi menoras ha-Zahav, when Rabbi Nachman taught that teaching about how the sigh and how Inhaling allows a person to feel that lack and remember that it's still full. He said it in Shabbos Hanukkah, Tovkuf Samach Gimel. And the reason he said this Torah was to destroy our enemies. Rabbi Nachman said his Torah is as tfilos. All of the Torah that we learn through Rabbi Nachman should become a tfilah for each and every one of us. And Rabbi Nachman continues describing the process of these teachings. And afterwards, he says, quite possibly my favorite sentence in the entirety of the writings of Breslov. Gam az Amar Halatza. After this Torah, Rabbi Nachman said as follows to his Chasidim. Kisha tis'u v'yish'alu etchem ma pa'altem. When you travel away from me, and they ask you, what have you done? What did you do by Rabbi Nachman? What did you learn there? Taimru ruach. Answer them, ruach. Air. We breathed. We learned how to breathe. We learned how to feel the air of the world. How to be menatekatsmam, how to elevate ourselves out of the uffer of the world, out of the dust of the world, out of the heaviness of the world, and to become lighter, to breathe easier, to laugh at the world, to take a deep breath and be marichaf and realize that it's all good. It's all okay. That's what Rabbi Nachman's Torahs are Amir Tzashem going to come to teach us. How specifically at the bottom we can learn to breathe. We can learn how to become lighter. When they ask you what you've accomplished, when they ask you what you did, Tomru Ruach. Tell them it was air, it was spirit. It was becoming lighter in this world. Bezra Sashem, next week we're going to point out two particular words or statements that Rabbi Nachman uses very often which are going to give us an entrance into my personal understanding of the writings of Kutimaran. I refer to them as the counterintuitive moment in the writings of Rabbi Nachman. 
that Afal Pikain, when Rabbi Nachman says, nevertheless, and that Daika, specifically. In both of those places, Rabbi Nachman is teaching us not only how to learn the Torah, but how to live in this world. And Be'ezrus Hashem, the Torah of the Tzadikim, the Torah of all of the Tzadikim, living and dead, should be a schus for us and for the entire Jewish people. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.